Okay, good morning. Thanks yeah, for coming. I learned this morning is dedicated in uh, memory of Shui's grandfather, Yeshua ben Avram. We heard about on Shabbos and Shabbos Shittas. The um, Shulchan Aruch tells us in Hilchas Tefila, the name of Chazal, of course, that uh, in the absence of the Beis HaMikdash, it is our Tefila that serves in the place of HaKravis HaKarbonis, and therefore, just like uh, the Torah tells us in this coming week's parasha, Parashas Tetzaveh describes the big day kahuna that the Kohen would have to wear in order to perform the Avedis HaKarbonis in the Beis HaMikdash, uh, so too, since the Tefillah is in place of the HaKravis HaKarbonis, we should wear um, uh, respectable clothing, proper clothing, appropriate clothing, um, as we prepare ourselves for Tefillah, just like the Kohen Gadol and the Kohanim wore a big day kahuna to prepare themselves to perform the Avodah Sakarbonah. So therefore the Shulchan Aruch tells us that Tefillah hi b'malkum ha-karbon, noim yuchadim with Tefillah kugoyim big day kahuna. Obviously we can't all afford to, uh, you know, replicate the, uh, the, uh, the grandeur of the big day kahuna with the gold and all that it entailed, but we should do our best to have uh, begadim that are appropriate uh, for tefillah. And in fact, the Gemara tells us in Mesech des Brochis, the Flamin Mbez commenting on the Pesach in Sefer Tehillim, Hishtach Vula Hashem Bahadrash Kodesh, that we bow down to a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the uh, Holy Majesty. Rabbi Yehuda would uh, fix his clothing, uh, adjust his clothing in order to make sure that he looked uh, in an appropriate fashion uh, for tefillah. And the Rambam quotes this in Parakeva of Tefillah Hey. A person should first adjust his clothing and make sure that he looks uh, respectable for tefillah. A person should first adjust his clothing, make sure he looks appropriate fashion. A person should not come to tefillah with a kind of a tool belt, uh, which was not a respectable uh, garment. Not with, uh, you know, without an appropriate head covering. Or with... Uh, um, uncovered legs. If the, the way of people in that uh, location is not to appear uh, before uh, you know respectable gathering without uh, without uh, without shoes or without what the Ramam here is discussing is socks. Shoes itself. That goes. Maimonides quotes over here from the Gemara Masechtas Chagiga that it was lav orech aro luye karakame rabbe, no one would walk around barefoot. Obviously the Ramadan's not discussing walking around without shoes, but he's discussing a person whose uh, feet are exposed in his shoes. He's wearing footwear, but his feet are exposed. So that, uh, the Ramam says, was uh, in a place where that's not the custom, a person should not walk around even with shoes. No, he's not barefoot, but the shoes, yeah, exactly, sandals. sandals, where his feet are exposed. Sandals, crocs, things like that. The Kesef Mishnah, though, um, and first, from the language of the Rambam, all of this uh, depends on the derech anshe amokum, whatever is the common custom, what is considered to be respectable clothing in that part of the world. So therefore, writes the Kesef Mishnah over here in the brackets, in the first line, In certain parts of the Middle East, and there was the, the common custom was to wear uh, sandals or uh, shoes where your feet were exposed. Of course, they could wear uh, socks. There's no, no regulation against that. But they can also wear shoes even where their feet are exposed. Okay, so if that's the matter of the minikamokam, it all depends on the minikamokam. And therefore, the Kesemisha concludes, Everything depends on whatever is the common custom in that uh, part of the world. That is what defines respectable clothing 
uh, vis-a-vis tefillah as well. But what is considered to be respectable clothing? The Rambam, the Gemara, the Shulchan Aruch told us that just like the Kahana more big day kahuna for the, for the Avodah Sakarbonus, we should wear respectable clothing when we approach tefillah. And the Rambam told us that, of course, it depends on whatever is the common custom in that part of the world. That's considered to be respectable clothing. Now, obviously, that will change uh, over time. But what is the definition of respectable clothing? In what context does it have to be uh, appropriate dress uh, in order to be appropriate uh, for tefillah as well? So when the Shulchan Aruch quotes this halacha in Hilchus Tefillah, Simen Sariyah of Sif Hei, Shulchan Aruch quotes basically the Rambam, that a person should not, uh, should not um, daven while his feet are exposed, if the common custom in that part of the world is not to have his feet exposed and his footwear. And the Mishnah therefore says that if, since a person has to dress in a respectable fashion, that the Mr. Brewer is discussing in his time, a person has to wear a, a hat for tefillah as well, just like they would not go outside without a jacket and a hat, so too a person has to dress in that kind of fashion for tefillah as well. And obviously not just with the yarmulke, a person has to wear a hat on top of that as well. No one would appear before, uh, you know, an official gathering or meeting with important people unless they were dressed in this fashion with a jacket and with a hat. That was the custom of the time uh, of the Mishnah But the Mishnah seems to define it as The Rambam discussed G'daylam, which could just mean adults. You know, you, you know, any, any respectable clothing in any context, uh, Mr. Brewer seems to define it further as that it has to be, a, you know, an official gathering or uh, perhaps a gathering, uh, a meeting of important individuals. And therefore, the Mr. Brewer continues, um, based on this understanding, that, um, that therefore a person should not um, uh, dress, uh, I'm sorry, a person should not uh, daven while he's wearing his uh, overcoat. Even though it's not, there's nothing embarrassing by wearing an overcoat, but you would not come to an official gathering while you're wearing an overcoat or while you, you know, meet with important people while you're wearing an overcoat and your scarf and certainly your boots or your gloves. The Mr. Brewer says those kinds of things should be removed uh, before a person uh, begins to daven. Obviously, if you're having a meeting in the, you know, if you're having a meeting outside, you would wear your overcoat. So if the shul is just as cold as it is outside, so then of course one would be allowed to wear. There's one within one of the presidents when they're inaugurated, except for the one president who didn't, and he got sick and he died. Right, but the rest of the presidents wear their uh, overcoats at the time of the inauguration because it's outside. So it's understood even in a point gathering, you'd wear your overcoat. So if the shul is cold, obviously even according to the Mishnah Brewer, it'd be like outside. You continue to wear your overcoat. But when uh, Mr. Brewer's opinion is that the definition of, uh, of uh, what is considered respectable clothing for tefillah is uh, that which you would wear to an official gathering or meeting with important people. And since you would usually re- remove your raincoat and your overcoat and your, your, your galoshes and your, your gloves before, davening, you should remo- uh, before the meeting, you should remove that uh, for tefillah as well. However, the Tzitzeliezer notes that the Aruch HaShulchan and the Chai Adam seem to have defined it somewhat, they use different language than the Mishnah Burah. Of course, they both uh, discussed that a person, it's appropriate to wear a hat for tefillah because they, uh, in those t- days, in the days of the Aruch HaShulchan, the days of Chai Adam, a person didn't even walk out in the street without a jacket and a hat, so they both said, in the Ainless looks at the Aruch HaShulchan in the back is the end of Ois Dawid. Ainless pal af kisharos mechus bekisay katan. Even though a person is wearing a yarmulke, that's not enough. Rak bein and koiva kemosha halchem berechayv. That's the way that people would walk outside in the street. They wouldn't walk outside in the street without a hat. Ua inin begadim klolol shodava shetzarach lispal begadim sheyitzi bahem lerechayv. 
you have to wear the type of garment that you would wear outside in the streets. So respectable clothing, according to the Aruch HaShulchan, doesn't seem to be the clothing that you would wear to an official gathering or meeting with important people, but rather respectable enough that you would walk outside in the street. In your house, you'll wear pajamas, you wear sweats, whatever you'll do. But uh, outside in the street, so a person uh, would hopefully have a little bit of a higher standard and, um, and uh, wouldn't walk out in, in those kinds of garments. So whatever a person would walk out into the street, it's considered to be respectable clothing, and that would be the stand for, standard for tefillah as well. And similarly, the Chai Adam, when he discusses hats, also uses this kind of language. The way that you would walk outside in the street. So therefore, it's not surprising then uh, that the Aruch HaShulchan, or according to the, the Chayyadam, one would be allowed to wear his uh, overcoat for tefillah. Uh, because it's, even though I didn't have a fish, a meeting with important people, you'd probably move your overcoat, but you would walk outside in the street with an overcoat. There's nothing uh, that's not respectable about that. So a person would not necessarily be obligated, let's say he runs in late to Mincha, even if it is warm in the shul, might not be obligated to remove his overcoat for tefillah because it is, he's still dressed in a respectable enough fashion that he would walk outside in the, in the street. Yeah. Does that mean public, or what you wear in the street? Because people went out public, but indoors they never wore a hat. So I'm trying to understand public. Well, no, when they went out in the street, they all wore a hat. Why in the street? Because you would leave your house, that you dressed in a more respectable fashion. You don't daven in the street. But the davening should be the way you would, you know, more respectable clothing you would wear in the street. In the street, as opposed to be in public. People. Correct. Two yeah. They defined it as well, well, public why, clothing as opposed to private clothing. In the street is, is the language that means public. I understand. Yeah. I understand it means public. Because there was an assumption that you would dress to a higher standard. What is opposed to the, the Mishnah Brewer felt on Ashim Chashuvim, important gatherings, official state doors, gatherings. You yeah. Don't wear a hat. Certainly, though, according to the. Huh? Yeah, what are you saying? The whole thing is coming from. I don't know if the whole thing, it's patterned after that, loosely. His clothing were, were unique in every way, of course. Yeah, but I don't think it's patterned. It's just you see from there the idea, the concept that a person should dress appropriately for tefillah. And dress is important and significant when, when encountering a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right, but the two very different uh, Models, of course, very different models. Very, if you say... Meeting with Asha Cheshuvim and, and Berchut's a totally different way. Correct. So, but, but according, let's say, according to the Chayyadim and the Rachashulchan, that if the standard, um, you know, that a person has to address for tefillah is that which he would go out into the streets, so then one could argue that at the time of the Rachashulchan, the time of the Chayyadim, it was the person would not walk out into the street unless he was wearing a jacket, unless he was wearing a hat. In our times where, the, you know, social norms have changed in the last 50 years, and now more, I mean, 60 years, and people nowadays are walking out into the street without a hat, certainly even without a jacket in certain times of the year, and there's nothing that's uh, you know irrespect you know irreverent about that. So then a person would be able to daven uh, as well without. With I didn't get to that yet. We'll get to the shorts without the jacket and uh, without a jacket and a hat. However, according to huh? Yeah. Everyone was jackets and hats. Right. You wouldn't show up anywhere without it. That was the standard. So then that should be the standard for tefillah as well. But in our times, I'm not the first person to make the argument that according to the Chayyim and the and the Arachashulchan. The standard is what a person would wear in the street. Now, certainly that's changed in our time, and a hat and jacket do not have the same, um, uh, you know, uh, significance that they had 60 years ago. You want to wear a tuxedo, gazinta hate, yeah. No, I'm saying, right? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. According to the Mishnah Brewer, though, 
according to the Mishnah Brewer, that the standard is whatever is a person will wear before Anashim Chashuvim at an official gathering, and certainly a meeting with important people. So one could make the argument, even in our times, the standard is a person could still argue, according to the Mishnah Brewer, you wouldn't necessarily need a hat, but you should certainly have a jacket. One might even suggest that you need a tie, because that's what a person will wear at an official gathering at a meeting with important people. However, we have to ask ourselves, whose is this important gathering that the Mishnah Brewer is discussing? What kind of important people are we meeting? So the, especially in our times, uh, you know, politicians have, uh, the dignity of politicians has somewhat been, you know, uh, corrupted. So, so w- what kind of gathering is a person attending over here? So the Truvis von Hugges argues, or Moshe Sternbach uh, argues, and I've heard them the same in the name of Ravelsky, that we're not discussing uh, modern-day politicians. Sternbach claims that all modern-day politicians now are motivated not to, in the olden days, you know, they would have like a kind of a royal air about them, and they wanted to seem different than the people. Nowadays, and he, he claims it's based on the influence of communism and socialism, now there's a, an effort to seem like you're one of the people. So therefore, there's been a, a movement towards dressing down as opposed to dressing differently than everyone. So Roshenbach claims that we should not uh, too to that. That has nothing to do with us. And in fact, who is the Mishnah Brewer discussing uh, that your official gatherings and meetings with important people should be with uh, gatherings of Tamid HaChachamim and meetings with Gedele Yisrael. And a person would not approach an uh, important gathering of Tamid HaChachamim or a meeting with a Gedele Yisrael without a jacket. You would come without a tie, certainly. There's no requirement to have a tie when you're going to meet Gedele Yisrael. But would come with a jacket and a hat. So if that's the standard of dress by Tamid HaChachamim, and that's the standard of dress by Gedele Yisrael, then perhaps that's what the Mishnah Brewer is referring to, those kinds of meetings, that that's the way a person should greet HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well with that standard of dress. Not the standard of dress of modern politicians, but the standard of dress of Anashim Chashuvim, of uh, Talmudic HaChamim, and meetings of Gedele Yisrael. So according to that, uh, according to the Mishnah Brewer's definition of what is the appropriate dress for tefillah, one could, uh, one could argue that that should still, even in modern times, should still include uh, a jacket and a hat, and perhaps would exclude a tie if, uh, if that's the way people meet uh, with Tamir Chachamim and Gedele Yisrael. However, according to the Chayyadim, the standard is not how a person would meet, uh, you know, present himself at official gatherings or meetings with, uh, with important people, but rather how a person would walk out in the street, in which case a person could argue that in our times people would walk out in the street without a jacket, without a hat, that that's, uh, or certainly without a tie, that that should not be required for tefillah either. This machlaikas between uh, the poiskim seems to express itself elsewhere or, uh, with a different uh, article of clothing. Vadya argues in his Chuvasi in Chavadas. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Rabbi argues that in our times also, the people walk out on the street with uh, shorts and certainly uh, with uh, short sleeves, maybe even these tank tops. People would walk outside in the streets, certainly in the hotter climates, the hotter parts of the world. And therefore, says Rabbi people are walking outside in the street regularly with, uh, perhaps it depends on your age and your, you know, where you find yourself if you're in camp or you're on, you know, on uh, West, uh, West End Avenue. But if a person would walk outside with a short, would walk outside with a short sleeve shirt, so Ravadi claims that should be permitted for tefillah as well. That's the standard of how a person would walk outside in the street. And he has a raya, he claims, from the Mishnah, Mesechlis Megillah, where the Mishnah tells him, Mesechlis Megillah, A is not allowed to be over lefneyateva to daven for the Yomud. Who's a peichech? So Rashi says a person whose uh, knees or his legs are exposed. Right? The riff adds a person whose uh, arms are exposed. So his arms are exposed. His legs are exposed. He's not supposed to daven for the, uh, you know, for the Yomud. 
However, Vadya says, it doesn't sound like we have a problem with him davening our land, with him davening, you know, privately. It doesn't sound like there's any issue at all. So it says, Vadya must be in a place, in a locale, with a climate, where the, the normal way was to walk outside with shorts and with a short sleeve shirt. And there doesn't seem to be a problem with that. Although it might not be covered at sea, but the daven for the, for the almond like that. Is there an individual standard? I walk out of street a certain way, so that's my standard. Someone else will walk out differently. They have their set standard, or there's one general standard for the community. When you say a, you, I, I, I won't walk down the street dressed a certain way. Other people might. So they. Well, I don't think a person could have their all meaning. Dress is determined by so by social kind of standards. Anyone just sh- jogging shorts, nothing else. To, to ah, the, you mean in, to, in so Manhattan, the right. frat, there are people right. dressed so in. Uh, so, so everyone has their own individual standard. In a clown costume, we wouldn't bat an eye. I don't think that's standard. That's what so, people want. Some people won't walk out their door without a jacket and a hat. Some people don't. It's not their standard. Everyone has their own standard with the whole kind of street. General community standard. Yeah, I think a general community standard. Yeah. Over here, you have your heathen walking around and doing crazy things, certainly in October, November time. Huh? Yeah, but I think within our community, there is somewhat of a, somewhat of a standard, yeah. Ah, oh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. We'll get there. Um, so but that was the argument of Ravadia. If people will walk out in shorts and a short sleeve shirt, that should be acceptable as well. Ravadia, yeah? I think that's fair. Yeah. You're having so camp. You're having camp. You're having camp, but boys davening with, uh, with you know, shorts and a t shirt. That's what people are walking around with. So I think that, that's fair. I, it depends again. That's like uh, that's the social standard for where you are. So I think that's where it goes back to Byron's point. That's the social standard for where you are. The question is, can I determine my own social standard? I don't think so. I think you have to touch to what the, the generally accepted communal standards. I would assume here in Manhattan, the Jewish community has one communal standard, and the, the not Jewish community has a different communal standard. But yeah. But Rabavadia Hadaya, Rabavadia Hadaya was a contemporary Rabavadia Yosef, the Truvas Yaskil Avdi argues, no, when the Mishnah says Mesechus Megillah, he can't daven for the Yomad, it's because he's being censured. He's doing something that's inappropriate. That's why he can't daven for the Yomad. So you can't bring a riot from, oh, he's the, he only can't daven for the Yomad, but really he's dressed appropriately. No, this person is not dressed appropriately for tefillah, and that's why we don't let him daven for the Yomad. And he defined, he said, even if a person is in a locale where that is the standard of dress, he's walking outside, at least, you know, in order to walk outside, He's walking outside with shorts. He's walking outside with, uh, with, uh, without, uh, you know, a sleeveless shirt. Um, and that's the standard people are dressing with. It's still not appropriate for tefillah because no one would come to an official uh, gathering or meeting with important people dressed in that fashion. Again, that seems to be the argument of the Mishaburah. And even in the hotter climates of the world, I don't think people would appro- you know, come to official gatherings in shorts. Uh, they might come in a short sleeve shirt, I guess, but not a sleeveless shirt for, for, for mm. sure. So, you know, whatever the standard is for official gatherings and meetings with important people, that's the way a person should dress for tefillah, and therefore shorts or, or t-shirts, you know, would probably not be appropriate in any context, uh, in any context for tefillah. But the uh, opinion, I would say, of, I would say, um, the, the, those uh, people who do dress in this fashion for tefillah are assuming like Rabavadia, assuming like the Arachashuk, like the Chayadam, which is certainly one train of thought within the Paiskim, that the standard of dress is required for tefillah is uh, the way a person would dress in the street. And if people are dressing in the street in this fashion, um, you know, the Jewish community is dressing in, in this fashion as they go out into the street. So then um, that could be acceptable for tefillah as well. But the Mishnah Brewer and others 
felt that the stand for tefillah is not what a person should dress, the way that he should, you know, to dress in the, as he would go out into the street, but how he would approach uh, an official gathering, a meeting with important people, which would probably have probably have a higher uh, standard, a higher threshold. And one might even interpret the Mishnah Brewer that it's not a meeting, uh, for, you know, official gathering of politicians, but an official gathering of Talmud HaChacham and Gedoyle Yisrael, in which case the standard would perhaps be different. It might include even, uh, it might include even jackets and hats. Yeah? Would there be a difference between I don't think so. No. 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 So that's why many uh, have uh, continued to advocate on behalf of uh, jackets and hats, particularly in yeshivas and for yeshiva bachrim. Look over here, the Rambam writes in Parakeah of Hilchasfil the last line of the Rambam back in Ois Gimel. The Rambam says that either the way of Talmidei Chachamim and their Talmidim is not to daven unless they were wearing a special head covering, which uh, implies that Talmidei Chachamim and certainly B'nai Yeshiva should have a different standard of dress than perhaps uh, was, uh, was adopted by the rest of the community. And therefore, um, they, they, that's why there's been a greater emphasis on jackets and hats, particularly in Yeshivas, even than uh, outside of Yeshivas. Outside of Yeshivas, there's two trains of thought, how a person should go about the dressing for tefillah, but as we've mentioned, but perhaps in yeshivas it was a greater emphasis on, on these kinds of things. If one is going to dress in that fashion, he's going to presume like the Mishnah Bura and like, uh, like, uh, like many Paiskim that he should uh, dress in a fashion that he would approach an official gathering or meeting with important people, and therefore he's going to wear a jacket, so Sternbach, and uh, they quoted the name of Shlomo Zalman, and they quoted the name of Yaakov Kamenetsky as well, were opposed to Bachrim who wore their jackets without their hands in the sleeves. You know, with the, oh, over their shoulders. Or uh, Sternbach was opposed, and I quoted the name of Rabbi Yaakov as well, for people who put on tefillin in the morning and they button their jacket, like, like I do, they put, button their jacket and they leave the arm with their left arm outside of the jacket. They don't put on the jacket over their, really? over their tefillin. They were opposed to that because who wears a jacket in that fashion? That's not the way you would approach an official gathering or meeting with important people. However, in the Sefer Minig Yisrael Torah, he says, no, that that's the common meaning is to permit it because it doesn't refer to the fact that the garment has to be worn in the way you would meet with important people. And certainly if important people here is defined as Talmidic HaKamim and Gedalia Yisrael, they all understand if you're putting on tefillin, you might not necessarily be able to put your jacket on the way it should be worn. Or your hat, the Bacham are going to put their hat with, you know, with the brim up on the back of their tefillin. That's not the way you would wear a hat so into an official gathering or even a meeting with Talmud HaKam with a, you know, a hat up like that. But, but we all understand while you're wearing tefillin that that's the only way you can negotiate these garments. <coughs> so perhaps the garments are determined you know, by how you would approach a meeting with Talmud HaKam and Gedol Yisrael, but the way that you wear it doesn't necessarily have to, uh, you know, you should be able to adjust it for your story. <laughs> but the word, uh, word Gedol Yisrael were posted and felt that a person should as much as possible try and wear the jacket properly and wear uh, hat appropriately. Even if one will assume, though, uh, like the Aruch HaShulchan, like the Chayyadim, like the Bavadi, which I think one could, uh, you know, state uh, is a, a minig, or certainly part of, uh, part of the Yolam, is to assume that the standard of dress for Tfirah that's required is the way that a person would walk outside in the street, and of course that changes with the time, and therefore in our times where people are diving without jackets and hats, that should not be required for, t- for Tfirah either. And, you know, short sleeve shirts and all, all that follows. However, there is still another argument that perhaps a person should wear a garment um, uh, that, is you, that he puts on specifically just for davening. That's above and beyond what a person would wear as he would go out into the street. Because the Gemara tells us in Masech the Shabbos of here, Isaiah, Omar Abai, Hani Chavrin Bavloi, the chevr from Bavel, If you remember from the Gemara Masech, there's brachis, there's a machlekes, whether or not tefillah is a rishus or a chayva. I think we once discussed it. 
is more of an obligation or is it more voluntary? So Kevin the Shar, so according to the Mandi Yamat Fios Avishus, Kevin the Sharlay Hamnaya, Gomatrachinonle. Once a person is sitting at a meal, and you know, it sometimes happens at a meal his he has to loosen his belt. So, so once he loosens his belt at the supper, he doesn't have to then go back, put on his belt in order to daven marriage. Because Tfilos Avish anyway is a Rishos. So the Gemara says, Mask of Lorav Shesus Trichuso, what's the great Tircha to put back on your belt? What's the big deal? Why can't he daven without his belt on? Sigmar says, no, you can't daven without your belt. A person has to prepare himself in order to greet the Reba Nishalalam. So it sounds like a person has to put on a belt in order to greet HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Taisus there writes, You see from here, a person has to put on a gat, a person has to put on a belt, before he davens. But then the Tysus quotes in the Mouse of Vitri, No, the reason over here they had to put on a belt is because in those days they wore garments that had no break between, there was no uh, break between the upper part of the torso and the Makamai Erva. And the Gemara tells us in Mesechtas Brach, this is actually Gemara in the Gemara Brach is, but we paskin, that just like a person is not allowed to daven when he's in the presence of an Erva, when an Erva is visible, a person is not allowed to daven with one uh, loose garment, where Liboy Royas Erva, his heart, there's no separation between his heart and the Makamai Erva. So over here they were wearing large, loose-fitting garments. There was no break between their lave and their erva. So they had to put on a belt in order to avoid the problem of Libo Rosa Erva. Master Vichim, first the time to be in an Azar, Shalai Libo Rosa Erva. Vidavkalahen, only for them. Shalahayalahem Nichnasim, they didn't wear pants. Therefore they had to put on a belt for Tfila. Avala Didan. But by us that we wear pants. We wear pants with uh, their pants had no elastic; they only stayed up because of the belt. So we don't need to put on a garato specifically for tefillah. Is it the belt or the two separate? You wear a shirt and pants. Yes. The pants should be enough. There shouldn't be libo ras No, but remember, their pants they had a string tie like we have in our pajamas. That's how their pants stayed up. It's one of the big day kuna. That's Xeris Akasu. Yes, but the, but the belt of the Kangado was a separate. No, no. The belt of the Kangado is because Xeris Akasu, one of the big day kunas, was an avnate. It has nothing to do with this halacha. So, according to Taisvis, from the fact that Taisvis did away with the entire requirement for the Eza, for the Gato, because in our times we wear pants, it sounds like, according to Taisvis, the whole requirement to wear a belt, the whole requirement to wear a Gato was an only, only in order to avoid Liberos Eva. The problem is, if that would be the case, so then why did the Gemara quote them in Pesach? No, they had to put on their belts because he called the Krasa, Lekecha Yisrael, you have to uh, prepare yourself to greet a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Gemara should have said you have to put on a belt because otherwise it's Liba Ra'at Ha'erva. Why did the Gemara quote from the Pesach and say for Amos of he called the Krasa, Lekecha Yisrael? So I think what one has to say, you have to add for Taisvis, is that because they wore this kind of garment, they, and not only did they have to put on a belt to avoid the problem of Liba Ra'at Ha'erva, that was the common custom when a person would either go out into the street or have an important gathering. It became part of their mode of dress. So it was also required, you know, in terms of the, what is the appropriate standard of dress for tefillah, was to put on a belt. So the Gemara is really saying two things. Number one, you need it because of Libra Rosa. But number two, that became the standard of dress in those times, was uh, to have a belt around your loose-fitting garment. Therefore, Tyson is arguing in our times that the Number one, we don't have a problem with Libra Rosa because we're wearing pants. And number two, the mode of dress is entirely changed and that's no longer the standard so we could do away with the, with the Gato entirely. However, the rush... 
Oh, so, however, the rush adds, he quotes the argument of Tysus, then he concludes, Nonetheless, there's a mitzvah to continue to wear a belt, a garter for tefillah, what mitzvah is there? If all hikon meant was prepare yourself for tefillah, meaning wear garments, as we've been discussing until now, that, uh, you know, wear garments that are appropriate for tefillah, that, you know, that a person either would walk out into the street or come to a gathering of important people. So why, why would you put on a belt, Davka for Hikon? What does that mean? What, what is the rush driving at? So I believe what the rush is saying is really echoing a comment of the Ran. The rush feels that it's a mitzvah. The Ran feels that it's an obligation. <coughs> but the Ran explains over here, Mehosh, I mean, and disagrees with Taisvis. Even a person who's wearing pants. Now, the Gemara was not talking about Liba Rosa, Erva. That's not what the Gemara was discussing. And the Gemara is not even discussing appropriate dress for tefillah. We discussed that in Hilchas Brochas. The Gemara here is discussing an additional point, And that's why the Gemara quotes an entirely different pasuk. Nothing to do with that. Also, is mishum hikoin. here does not mean dressing in appropriate fashion for tefillah. We already discussed that elsewhere. What this means is a person has to put on a special garment to demonstrate that he's now preparing himself to greet uh, the Melech Malchai Amlochim, to greet the Reba Nishalayim. And that requires an additional garment, a specific garment that was only to greet a Kaddish Baruch and therefore even if it's not necessarily the common custom in that time, where they, you know, where they had long garments, and in order to, you know, in order to, to kind of cut it off in the middle, make it look more stylish, they would wear a belt, even if a person's wearing pants already, which had a, a tie string, one would obligate it to put on a special gartel in order to prepare himself for tefillah. That's the opinion of the Ran. Why does it have to be a belt? <clears throat> oh, we'll get to your point. So Shulchan Aruch quotes the Ran. We don't pass in like Taisus the Machs of Vitri. It seems like we don't pass like the Machs of Vitri and Taisus. The Shulchan Aruch quotes from the Ran over here. Simon Sadiyal says, "Beis Haruch Lezer Ezer B'Shas Tefila Afilu Yesh La Avnet Shein Liba Rose Ever." You already have a string that was at the top of your pants. You avoided the problem of Liba Rose Ever, and this is not the you know in the same sif of the Mishnah Bura. The Shulchan Aruch we discusses wearing appropriate dress for Tefila in the way you would go out into the street or come to an important gathering. Here it's a special halacha Mishum Hikoin. To prepare yourself to greet Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and therefore it's not required for Shah Brach, It wasn't required for Kriyashma. It's only required, as the Mishnah Bura tells us, for Shmona Esrei, as a person is about to greet the Rebbeinu Shalala. Okay. However, the Mishnah Bura adds, but there were many people who had, didn't have that minute. What are they basing themselves on? So look, the Mishnah Bura writes over here, Sifkat and Dalid, V'yesh Oimrim. Then over here, this is from the Rabbeinu Yerucham. The Davka Misha this is only for a person who normally wears a belt during the day. Avamisha halach kol ayoyim b'loy chagura. Person well goes the whole day without a belt. Gam b'shas tefila ain't zarklachgar. The whole day he doesn't need to wear a belt either, because the whole day you have already a you know if you have a if you if you. Uh, you were wearing a belt the whole day, so you have a belt on. If you wearing your garment doesn't need a belt, you know, and that you That's avoided the problem we were serva, so you don't need an ezer b'shas tefila. No hachana. So Mishra Brewer says, if a person, you know, basically this a person has to dress in appropriate fashion for tefillah, make sure he's avoiding liba rasa But if you would, you don't have to put on a special belt for tefillah. Let's read it again. The dav gemisha ragal kolayom mechagura. You'd wear a belt, so you have to put it on for tefillah. That's your normal standard of dress. If it's not your normal standard of dress, or you are already wearing a belt, you don't need to put a special one on for tefillah. That's, that's exactly what the Ran was arguing against. That's Taisus, and that's the rush. That's why the Mishnah Bura adds, Umiu, Midas Chasidus, Achbachai Gavna. Here he's quoting the Rush. Nonetheless, it's Umidas Chasidus to put on a belt, Dafka for Tvila. 
to put on an extra garment just for tefillah. So I think the Mishnah Bur over here is disagreeing with the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch quoted from the Ran, even a person avoid the problem of Sereva. Even if it's, you know, he's dressed appropriately for, for tefillah, he needs to put on a special garment to prepare himself to greet a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Davka for Shemana Esrei. The Mr. Brewer over here seems to be quoting Rabbi Yerucham, who disagreed with the Ran and is really posking like Taisvis. That uh, no, a person only has to solve the problem of Iberos Ha'erva, to have a separation between his lave and his erva, and to dress in appropriate fashion for Tfil, whatever the standard is that he was wearing the rest of the day. But he does not have to put a special garment on uh, for Tfil. But the Mr. Brewer adds, Mi umidus chasidus af pachaygavnes, amidus chasidus than to put on a special garment after for tefillah. But it's at that point only Amidus Chasidus, as the, the Rosh said, Mitzvah Lazar. But it was not an obligation uh, at all. So Mr. Brewer here seems to be disagreeing with the Shulchan Aruch and Paskening like Taisvis, that as long as a person avoids the problem of Liba Rosh Ha'ervan, he's dressed in an appropriate fashion, in respectable clothing, which we had the two definitions that we already discussed at length, either the way he would walk in the street, or the way he would come to an important gathering, a meeting of important people, um, you know, then that's enough. He doesn't have to put on a special garment for tefillah. But of course, there were those who had Amidus Chasidus. According to the Ran, it's Meikar Adin. We probably posit it's Amidus Chasidus to wear a garment uh, specifically for tefillah. And that's why many had the, the custom to continue to wear a garto even above and beyond the belt they were already wearing. Um, and the hat and the jacket, which was required because that's uh, respectable clothing for tefillah, to put on an additional garment uh, in order to prepare themselves, uh, in order to prepare themselves for tefillah. Rav Sternbach adds over here, though, in the Chuvis van Hogis, uh, he says, uh, he says, but that all is only perhaps if the, the garto enhances what you're wearing. He says, oh, a person wears a long coat, so the garto is part of the mode of dress, is to, you know, to cut off the coat somewhere in the middle. He said, but a person who's wearing a short jacket already, so what is the garto? The garto has no place with regards to a short jacket. So he says, Adarava, maybe it, it, it ruins the suit. doesn't enhance the suit, it ruins the suit. That's what he suggests. I thought it was a fascinating argument. But then uh, Rav Sternbach concludes that no, it probably satisfies the requirement of putting on a, even if it doesn't enhance the suit, it's not part of the suit you would wear, but it, uh, it you know, I don't think a, guy, you know, a windbreaker needs a garto, but it, putting on a you know, unique uh, garment, dafka for tefillah, is a fulfillment of, uh, of, of hikon. But uh, the Rav Sternbach is making the point that a person can really fulfill this with any garment that uh, perhaps he adds that's specifically unique for Tio. It doesn't necessarily need uh, a garto which fits in with, you know, with, with what he's wearing. Uh, even if the garto doesn't fit in with what he's wearing, it's a unique garment for Tio. If that's the case, one could probably substitute another garment uh, in its place. It has to be a respectable garment. I don't think, you know, uh, something that's totally, you know, that's uh, a yeah, you know, Yankees cap is something, you know, it's considered hikon Israel, but a respectable garment is considered to be uh, preparing yourself for tefillah, and you don't necessarily need a garto. So one could argue, even if you hold like the Chai Adam and you hold like the Aruch HaShulchan, that the standard of dress is required for tefillah is the way a person would walk out into the street, perhaps uh, as a requirement of hikon, which we understand is Amidus Chasidus, according to the Ran, it's required to make a I think according to the Mishnah Brewer, it's more of Amidus Chasidus. One could perhaps substitute in place of that a jacket or a hat, which would, uh, which would, um, which could solve the problem uh, of hikon, even if it's not required. Um, uh, because of, you know, uh, considered to be respectable dress. Respectable dress is less than that. The way you would walk onto the street, perhaps it would solve um, the, the problem of hikon. What about if you're going to assume, like the Mishnabura? What do the Litvish yeshivas assume? They assume, let's say, like the Mishnabura, that the standard of dress required for tefillah is the way you would appear at an important gathering or meeting with important people, and Gedalia Yisrael. So the hat and jacket are required because of that. What are you doing that's unique for tefillah? 
you know, then preparing to meet the Rebunishlam, he called Akrasa Lakachi Yisrael. If you want to fulfill that Midas Chasidah, so they call him the name of Rabbi Yaakov. It appears in the Sefer called Bimechitzas Rabbeinu, which is kind of a halachic biography of Rabbi Yaakov and his son Hoggis, that he held if you button your jacket for tefillah, which is a nice uh, reason to have a suit that you're able to, to button the jacket, but if you could button your jacket for tefillah, so Rabbi Yaakov held that that's called Hikon Lekras Alekech Yisrael, doing something that, uh, that demonstrates you're about to greet the Rebbe even if it's buttoning your jacket. Rabbi Yaakov said, we'll get to the talis in one second, Rabbi Yaakov said, that um, I think they quote in the Sefer B'mechitzas Rabbeinu that when he came, he was first a Rav in Toronto, I think, before he came here. And it was a Chesidah Shishtibo. So he said when he came there, he didn't wear a gato before. He was a Litvish guy. But, um, but he found in a seat when he first came a gato on the seat. So he understood that, uh, that the meaning of the place was to wear a gato, so he wore a gato. And I, I never got a gato on my seat. So uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting. But... Uh, and Tarvadas, he says, also there were a lot of chesidah shabachrim. So it says that Rabbi Yaakov felt he didn't want us to change from the minig when he came. So he wore a garto in Tarvadas as well. And, but then when he came to Muncie, he said, it's so funny how things have changed. It's just the opposite now. But when he came to Muncie, he said that the minig Muncie was not to wear a garto. So he went back to what his minig what his minig was, personal minig, was not to wear a garto. And he assumed that buttoning the jacket or doing some other activity um, to demonstrate you're about to greet the Rebbe Shalom uh, would be would be significant. Perhaps uh, at least uh, by Shacharis, one has a, you know, there, there's another way that a person can fulfill this. Not only the hat, a jacket, a garto, but the um, look back at the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, and you see perhaps a precedent that you can substitute another garment in place of a garto. Is the Shulchan uh, the Gemara Masech the Shabbos? Look back, Zion says Rava Shadi Glima Upache Rava would remove. Uh, his coat, he would clasp his hands and daven like a person who's daven as an evid before uh, his master, meaning he would not dress in a, uh, in a uh, elaborate fashion to demonstrate his humility before Kaddish Baruch Hu. But then the Gemara quotes Amar Ravashi, Chazinu Gerev Kahana, Ki when he had, uh, you know, Tsaris in his life, he, hum- he, you know, humbled himself before Kaddish Baruch Hu and dressed in a less of uh, elaborate fashion. But Ki when things were going well, Lovish Miskasi Misadefu Matzli. So then he would dress in a more, uh, you know, elaborate fashion, and he would uh, be mis'atif with his tawis and daven. So he put the tawis over his head, and the Gemara quotes from the Pesach, he called the cross of the Yisrael, that he uh, used that to prepare himself to greet the Rebbe Shalom. So instead of an Azar, you see from that Gemara that a person could substitute putting the tawis over his head, and uh, in order to, uh, to fulfill the requirement of Hikon Lekras Lekech Yisrael, preparing yourself to greet the Rebbe Nishalaylam. And that's why, uh, uh, for pers- this is only though for Shemana Esrei, there are many who put the talus over their head for Shemana Esrei in order to fulfill that requirement of, uh, some do it by Brahu and Kriyashma, for other reasons we'll get to right now, but in order to fulfill the requirement of Hikon Lekras Lekech Yisrael. There's another reason to put the talus over your head uh, for tefillah, and that is the Shulchan Aruch, not only to fulfill Hikon Lekras Lekech Yisrael, to prepare ourselves as we're about to dive in to greet the Rebbe Shalom. But the uh, Shulchan Aruch writes over here in Hilchas Tzitzis, Simen Chesiv Beis, Nachon Shiyachasa Roisha B'Talas, it's appropriate that a person should cover his head with his talis, presumably means at the time of Shemona Esrei, in order to fulfill Hikon Lekras Lekech Yisrael. And the Mishnah Brewer, though, quotes from the Bach, Shekisu Ezem Achni Alev HaAdam, this covering also brings about your Shemayim, and uh, Hachnos Halev, 
And the Bach says it allows a person to concentrate during tefillah, and therefore a person should have the talus over his head the entire tefillah. Some who are mahadr to do like the Bach in order to increase his kavana, like he's in a private uh, davening booth. He has the, you know, the talus over his head. Many do not uh, do that, but they will, they will put the talus over their head by the more serious parts of davening. Once we get to Baruchu and Kriyashma, perhaps Tachnun, Chazar Sashat, more serious parts of davening, people will put the towels over their head to increase uh, your Shemaim, and everybody should do like their minig was. But uh, another idea of putting the towels over your head is not only to fulfill the Hikon across the Lekech Yisrael, but also perhaps to increase uh, your Shemaim and increase uh, Kavana for Tefillah. The Mishabura adds, though, that this was not the minig by a Bacher. He says, Mashma b'gemar shabacher lo haya mechaser roisha b'tal safil hu tamachachem. A bachar should never do this, even those who have the custom to wear a talus, do not put the talus uh, over their head. And this was uh, based on the Gemara Mesechlis Kiddushin. You look over here, the Gemara says in Mesechlis Kiddushin, Mishtabeach le Rav Chizla, Rav Huna, with the Rav Hamnuna. Rav Chizla was praising Rav Huna by Rav Hamnuna. The Adam Gadohu, he said he's a great Talmud Chacham. So Rav Hamnuna said to Rav Chizla, I want to meet this Rav Huna when he comes. So Amalek is Sheyav Aliyach, Aviyehu Liyadi. Bring him to me, I want to meet him. When he saw him, he saw that he didn't have a head covering on. His talus wasn't over his head. So I'm a lay. My time, alo Paris the Sudra. Why is the talus not over your head? I'm a lay. I'm not married. So then he said, then I'm not interested in meeting with you. Okay, fine. He said, come back to me when you're married and your talus is over your head. But what you see from the Gemara is that if a person was married, he would wear his talus over his head if he's not married. He would not wear his towels over his head. Whatever the reason for that minig might be, we could discuss another time. But that was the, the minig. So even though, uh, you know, adults, a married person, this when he gets up to Shemana Esrei, or he gets up to even just increase your Shemaim, there might be an inning to put the towels over your head to Yisrael, or to increase uh, tefillah. We could discuss a Hilchus Yamaka, but that has nothing to do with this. Uh, and there is a very weak sources for that to be given. Martin Kedushin is talking about during davening, you met him? Yeah, I guess they must or have or met maybe, during davening. No, or maybe because he's Adam Choshev, and this is right how he's approaching Adam Choshev. No, but it's from here that the Mishnah Brewer, the, the Magen Avram derives that, uh, a, that a Bacha should not have the towels over his head. Right, because that's the Minig. Maybe the Minig was Adam Choshev, a Bacha approached it from the end, then the man, then the... Yeah, but they're only discussing B'Shaz Tefillah. They weren't wearing the towel Shalom B'Shaz Tefillah. Another time that a person has to keep the talus over his head is not only at the time of, uh, of, uh, of Shemana Eser, because of Hikon Lekras HaLekech Yisrael, but this is important to mention. The Gemara says in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah that Kaddish Baruch Hu demonstrated Yugim Omidus HaRachim to Meish Rabbeinu after the Chet HaEgav HaYavar HaShem HaPonav HaYikra. So Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Ilmalei Mikra Kasev Yavshel HaAmro, had the Pasuk not stated this, we couldn't have said it ourselves, but Malamit Shinesatev HaKaddish Baruch Hu Kishliach Tzibar. HaRish Baruch put the towels over his head like a Shliach Tzibar and showed Moshe Rabbeinu say the tefillah how to perform the Yogi Momidus HaRachim to evoke the mercy of HaKadosh Baruch So why did HaKadosh Baruch put the tefillah, the towels over his head in order to say the Yogi Momidus HaRachim? So if you look over here in the Magen Avram, he quotes one opinion in the Lugavush because the Yogi Momidus HaRachim have the status of a Shemona Esrei. That's why it's preceded by Ashrei, followed by Tachnon and Kaddish Tzkabel because Yogi Momidus HaRachim are like a Shemona Esrei and he called the cross of the Kechi Yisrael. You have to put the towels over your head to greet a Kaddish Baruch Hu and to do something unique to show that I'm about to encounter a Kaddish Baruch Hu and meet the Rebunish So too, he put the towels over his head 
uh, for the Yigam Amidus Harachim, which has the status of Shmona Esrei. But then the Magen Avram says, that's the Lamunun, the Kol Oivel of Neyateva Tzarech Leisatev. Anybody who's doing anything on behalf of the Tzibor, he's davening Shmona as a Shliach Tzibor, he's getting an Aliyah, he even adds, he's saying Kaddish Yosoy, which has the status of a Shliach Tzibor. Anything on behalf of the Tzibor, you get an Aliyah, Hag Baglila, anything you're doing. Well, Kavadat Sibar, a person should always make sure to put the towels over his head. That's a unique halacha because of Kavadat Sibar. No, so a Bachar, no. A Bachar never puts the towels over his head. That's the Gemara in Kiddushin. Bachar don't put the towels over his head, but a married man, even if it's not Shemana Esrei, and there's no Hikon Lekrasa Lekecha Yisrael, um, and he's not trying to increase your Shemayim when he's doing Glila, but you get called up to do something on behalf of the Tzibar, Shliach Tzibar should always put the towels over his head. Mivnei Kavadat Sibar.